Digital Audio Health by Cymatrax. Welcome to the Rhonda Grant Show with your host, Rhonda Grant. If you believe that there is more to life than what you see right now and you want to find out more, listen in as her guests share their journey and their extraordinary experiences. Now, here is your host, Rhonda Grant. Welcome to the Rhonda Grant Show. Sometimes the universe has a way of placing people or obstacles in your path to help guide and direct you on your mission. Listen in as we discover the path my guest has traveled. Has she been inspired by a calling, crafted her journey, or a bit of both? I invite you to embrace the conversation and to use it to help you to recognize if this is happening in your life. Our guest today is Jessica Rudetsky, who is an artist and entrepreneur. Jessica is a performer in The Phantom of the Opera on Broadway. She is the founder of Broadway Hearts, a children's hospital outreach nonprofit bringing Broadway performers to children in treat- treatment nationwide. She is also the co founder of Lucent Breathwork, an online breathwork studio and Broadway Unveiled, an event company which offers up close and personal events with Broadway stars. Welcome to the Rhonda Grant Show, Jessica. Thank you so much, Rhonda. I'm so pleased to be here. Thank you. It's a joy to have you on the show. Tell me about when you first started ballet and what you actually thought about it and when you decided that this is right for you. (laughs) Well, the story goes, um, well, I was five years old when I started ballet. Um, my folks put me in classical ballet classes to help my flexibility for gymnastics. I had already been in gymnastics for a couple of years, um, which I think is a common thing for little kids. Um, and my mom tells a story that, um, my first day of ballet class, I came home and said, that's it. I'm done with gymnastics. I'm done with everything else. I want to be a ballet dancer. And that was it. And I was upset with the other girls in class for not being serious enough. So so sort of one of those things that it was like done, obsessed from the get-go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And I remember being really, really young, being five, six, and just thinking, this is, this is what I'm doing. It just being sort of the end all Mm -hmm. and not ever wanting to do anything else. Yeah. And so you showed up in ballet, uh, pointing your toes and knowing where your arms and where your fingers were. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And I was really lucky because my teacher that we found right away um, was this really beautiful Japanese teacher um, who was trained in the Vaganova Russian technique. um, And she had a sort of unconventional way of teaching and that um, age wasn't necessarily a something that she went by as far as you have to be 9, 10, 11, 12 to do certain things, which is a sort of common way of teaching. Um, she just let us do everything, no matter what of, what our age was. And so I was really young when I started doing everything. 
um, and became fearless and um, very advanced, very young, which I'm not sure was the best physically for me. I was uh, injury prone, but it was very exciting. And it was um, something that made me always very excited to dance and um, definitely stoked the fire um, within me to become a professional dancer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because lots of times uh, athletes, because it's you're an athlete, you're a dancer, mm-hmm. but you're also an athlete. Um, uh, young ones can feel that they're held back if they are put in a group where um, I guess it's easier for the instructor, instructor or the coach to keep everyone at the same level, train everybody the same movement at the, at the same time and be able to spot those children at the same time instead of everybody at a different level. Well, that was really fantastic that you were able to advance uh, so quickly. What type of injuries uh, would be related to ballet? Uh, A lot of stress fractures. I had a lot of stress fractures. Um, I think that also had to do with that kind of training um, with, with sort of progressing really quickly at a young age, which had its drawbacks. I mean, I definitely think that there's a um, a reason for not doing things until you're a little bit older and your bones can sort of harden into what they're going to be and um, your muscles sort of adapt to, you know, the age that you are. Um, there were a lot of stress fractures. There were a lot of, a lot of tendonitis, um, mm-hmm. you know, those, those sort of injuries um, came with the territory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The growth plates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you start thinking about those when you start fracturing and right. you know stress yeah. cracks. When you, wh- how old were you when you started competing? Um, I actually didn't really do um, many competitions. Uh, I was not sort of on that track. Um, I did a couple, um, but it wasn't something that I really enjoyed. Um, the whole competition side of performing or dance in general was uh, something that I have never enjoyed. Um, right. Yeah, the competition side of life in general is not something that I've ever, ever really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it causes a lot of stress. So what track were you on then? What were you being groomed for? So the idea is to become a professional dancer as sort of as soon as possible. Um, and that was the that was the goal. So that was always um, the, you know, you have a company that you Id- idolize and dancers right. that you idolize and um, that's sort of the, the apple, um, that you are always striving to, um, take a bite out of. Mm-hmm. So tell us about when you started dancing, um, professionally, when you started working for. Yeah. So, um, I, I trained, uh, sort of, um, at various schools, um, wonderful schools, school of, Amer- school of American Ballet and the Kirov Academy, and um, with some really wonderful teachers um, all throughout my teenage uh, career. And then I danced with some really wonderful opera companies, the Kirov Opera in San Francisco and the Los Angeles Opera companies. And then um, I moved to New York and uh, like almost immediately tore my Achilles tendon and had a really ter- terrible injury. Yeah. Um, and I was out for, uh, almost three and a half years with that injury, um, which was devastating to me. Uh, it nearly ended my career as a dancer. Um, and when I finally recovered from that injury, um, I think ballet company life was sort of a complete, um, 
I, I knew it was over. That was over for me. Um, okay. So I, I came back into um, the dance world with sort of a new realization of I could do some gigs. I did a, a couple of Nutcrackers. And then mm-hmm. a friend of mine was in a Broadway show and she said, why don't you audition for a Broadway show? You'd know exactly what was going to be asked of you. There wouldn't be any surprises. Um, so I could sort of train with that in mind um, physically. Uh, and so that became the new goal. And I auditioned for Phantom, mm-hmm. Phantom of the Opera. Um, and I auditioned a few times and finally got the job. And so, wow. uh, yeah, and so that was really a, a wonderful um, moment of sort of um, realizing that I could still dance professionally in a different way um, than had been sort of my goal my whole life. Um, but I could still make a living dancing and, um, and, and have, have a career in, in the the professional world. Mm -hmm. Did you ever have a moment or moments, uh, during your career where you became the conduit of the music you let go of exactly what you were doing and became the music? I mean, sure, that that I think can happen anytime you're dancing. That can happen in class, even. The music is so, we're so lucky that we get to dance to the music that we do. You know, we, I, I, I feel very fortunate because I grew up in a household where there was always music playing. Um, and so music has been something that is just um, a part of my, the fabric of my, I feel like the fabric of my makeup. Um, mm-hmm. And so, sort of ballet and dancing even uh social dancing like my my father used to just sort of grab me as I was walking through the house and swing dance with me you know so dancing is sort of a a, an extension of of um of music and and so sure I mean that is that's the gift right Mm -hmm. for sure and so are you dancing today I am I'm still in phantom you're still in Phantom, Phantom of the Opera. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. So when did you, I mean, you you had some interest and you have started a couple of foundations. So can you t- speak to first foundation uh, that you are involved Absolutely. in? Absolutely. So I, I started a, a children's hospital outreach foundation called Broadway Hearts um, in 2018 or 2017, really, but we became a full-fledged uh, 501c3 in 2018. Um, it's dedicated to my father, um, Peter Rodetsky, who um, passed away of pancreatic cancer in 2009. Um, I, When I lost him, uh, it was, you know, devastating, to say the least, and mm-hmm. it um, sort of felt like the you know, air went out of the world. Um, And I knew that I wanted to start some sort of foundation in his honor, um, but I didn't quite, quite know what. Um, Thank you. And um, throughout the years at Phantom, we would have Make-A-Wish kids come to see the show. Uh, And those experiences were always some of my absolute favorite, favorite performances to be involved in. Um, We would have the option to stay after the show and and meet with the children and their families and um, really get to know them uh, and their stories. And their stories are always so incredibly inspiring. 
Um, and on occasion, you know, they would cancel at the last minute. And, you know, of course, we, we wouldn't know why. Um, and it seemed uh, silly that that the burden was on these children to come see us. And so I sort of focused on the idea of how can we, how can I uh, bring a version of us to them? And so okay. uh, I just sort of started, you know, formulating a plan to figure this out and Broadway Hearts uh, sort of the idea of, the, of that was born. And um, we started with, I think, seven of us going mm -hmm. to local hospitals around okay. town. Um, and singing with the kids, you know, for half an hour, 45 minutes. And now we're um, in hospitals all over the country. And we have a volunteer base of, I think, over 100 now. Um, and we have all different programs. Um, we have a program called Broadway Hearts Backstage, where mm -hmm. we bring a medically cleared child and their family to the city. We have a wonderful hotel partner. We have a restaurant partner. Uh, we take them to see a show of their choice and a meet and greet with the cast. And um, we have some really fun stuff that we get to do for these kids. So it's become a really incredible um really incredible program and um foundation and I feel you know these kids they sort of live very um they live in the present moment sort mm -hmm. of all the time you know just innately and it it puts your life into perspective in about two seconds you know mm -hmm. um and I feel very lucky that we get to be involved in their lives and um, help to bring music and joy and um, laughter. And, you know, we try to make our visits as interactive as possible. And um, the goal is to be in, you know, every word, we do everything virtually now. We, we've had to do that um, okay. for COVID reasons. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, it allowed us to be um, in hospitals all over the country, which has been incredible. Mm -hmm. um, but the goal is just to be, you know, in as many hospitals as we possibly can and visit with as many kids as we possibly can. So I'm working on it. <laughs> mm -hmm. So so do you fly uh, to all these different places or do you have different companies uh, throughout the United States where people are on board with your mission and they are the ones that go out and perform and be with these children? Right. So right now we're doing everything virtually so we can sort of just do it from wherever we are and we can, um, you know, visit with the kids uh, just, you know, through our through Zoom or through whatever platform the, the hospital has. Um, when we were doing it in person, we did have mm -hmm. some people on the ground in different places. Um, and hopefully when we're able to visit back in person again, we'll, we'll do we'll pick that up again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you think you will go? Uh, back in person or will you do sort of uh, offer both yeah it'll be hybrid for sure yeah, I hybrid. Mean, the, I the silver yeah the silver lining of the virtual which it didn't occur to me at the time um is that you know we there are some kids in the hospital that simply can't leave their rooms and so exactly. we now get to visit with every single child in the hospital which is you know, such a, an honor for us and such a, a wonderful thing that I, I will never give up. Mm -hmm. Yes, because the very sick would not be able to go anywhere. So, right. you know, um, a lot of good things came out of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And that would be one of them. 
uh, without sure. question is right. because of your reach and um and the reach is can be global if you want it to be I mean you can, I would love it to be global I mean love it to be global oh my goodness that I mean the ultimate goal is for us to be you know in every children's hospital globally I I don't I honestly don't see why we can't be it's just a matter of time and it's a matter of you know funds and a man, a matter of of you know just me sort of knocking on the doors <laughs> which I have no problem doing it's just you know mm -hmm. a matter of doing it so mm -hmm. yeah well it's connecting with the different theater companies in right. in, in in different countries right right yeah mm -hmm. yeah it's it's really exciting I mean um the the amount of expansion and the um you know just the feedback that we've gotten from the places that we've got been able to get into in the past couple of years alone has been such uh has been so tremendous that um it's it's just really exciting so i feel mm -hmm. really fortunate yeah and my volunteer base is so unbelievable i mean these are all professional performers from all different broadway shows and you know they're they're generosity and talent and you know just willingness to show up for these kids is just kind of blows my mind mm -hmm. yeah and the, and the staff at the hospital they also um are involved um oh, yeah. because they're with the children mm -hmm. and they must see uh such joy and delight in those children that last longer than the performance right Yes, they're they, the feedback that we get from the child life specialists and the coordinators is super positive. And um, they, you know, they tell us that they, you know, have requests, you know, for this song from last week. And they, you know, this child would like to hear this song. And I get texts all the time and pictures. And, you know, it's just it's so joyful. It really is. It, it We feel very fortunate. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, this takes a lot of work because you have to um, prepare a program specifically mm -hmm. for these children. So mm -hmm. do you have it coincide with whatever you're doing at the time, whatever um, show you're doing at the time? Uh, no, it's a completely separate thing. It's a completely separate <laughs> yeah, thing. Fantastic. Do tell. Separate. Yeah, yeah I mean us. it's um so we have uh we have specific programs that we do for the kids. Um so we do either a 30 minute sing along which is a lot of you know Frozen and a lot of Disney stuff. It's very much uh um specifically geared towards the kids. So it's really what it's a lot of Encanto right now, you know, it's very much what the kids want to hear. Um we do a Broadway Hearts Bingo where the bingo board kid children's hospitals love bingo mm -hmm. for whatever bingo reason it's like a huge huge thing I think it's the prizes more than anything yeah. um right um but we have a, a bingo board made up of all different playbills from different shows so they land on a square and we sing something from that show and they call in and we you know yell out their names and and bingo and it's very interactive and very fun um we'll do a one-on-one -on -one, uh zoom with a, a child's favorite broadway star or a movie musical star if they're having a rough day or they're going into surgery or something or we'll do um we do personalized shout outs. We do um, personalized move, uh, music videos, which has been so fun. Um, mm -hmm. 
you know, where a child will star in their own music video and we'll help them out with that. Um, we've done so many great projects. We have a wonderful um, woman who makes her own puppets and um, we'll sing with the kids with the puppets. We have, um, I mean, we have so many different programs that have been really uh, well received and um, we just sort of keep trying to add to our programming to to um, offer as much as we can to the kids. Mm -hmm. Well, Amaya, we're glad I asked that question. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we would have spent the whole show not knowing um, <laughs> the true essence of what's actually going on. I love it. Thank you yeah, so much. It's really fun. It's really fun. Sometimes the kids will text in and they'll say like, can you sing, you know, such and such song from something? And we're like, what? <laughs> We've never even heard of that song. And mm -hmm. someone will grab their phone and, you know, punch it in there. And five minutes later, they know the song, you know, that's like the essence of sort of how it goes and what, what the, um, the generosity of our volunteers, you know, it's mm -hmm. really wonderful. Yeah, it is. And it's so rewarding. I yes. remember going into uh, what we call the public school here in Ontario uh, to help children who are behind in reading. Mm. And I would go in a couple of times a week and I would teach um, to distract the kids from reading. I would uh, we I would um, use rhythm to uh, for them to clap out the words uh, we get up and we'd stomp out the words so that oh. they knew the beginning, how the beginning of a line of a sentence was and how the end of the line was different. Because sometimes they were missing that sort of elegance that uh, the other children had at that time yeah. as grade five would have had, but they were having difficulties. And I remember I looked so forward to seeing them. Yeah. And at one point there was two girls who were quite behind and I decided that to even take the pressure off more is we would do a skit. And so I found a book that um, we got to play the characters in the skit. They forgot that they were reading and their reading just took off. Yeah. And the teacher even asked if I was a teacher. Oh my gosh. Because, the, because they do, um, especially on one-on-one, -on -one, I think, and also if you have some different techniques and I just went with my instinct to help these children. Yeah. And so, and, and I knew how I felt. So I can imagine that this is just, it makes you feel alive, more alive yes. than you would actually, you oh, know, yes. without the experience for sure. Yeah. I think this is just incredible. Oh, thank Absolutely you. Absolutely incredible. Oh, thank you. What a gift you, you so are much. to the world. You're taking oh. your gift and turning it into um, something so fantastic. Your father would be so proud. I'm sure oh. if he was looking down and seeing, um, you what you're doing. That. Thank mm -hmm. you for saying that. I think he would love, love what we're doing. And that is something that is a huge driving force in, in my own life. Um, you know, he was one of the greatest sources of joy in, in my life. And, our mission is to bring, you know, as much joy as we can to these children. And, um, you know, that's always in my heart to, mm -hmm. to, to bring that to them. So it's, oh. it's definitely a, you know, melding of, of worlds. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, and you probably got 
the music from your father. And so it's really nice that uh, it's a legacy. Yeah. You're honoring yeah. him. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> uh, tell us about your, um, the other foundation that you are involved in. Um, are you talking about the breath work? Yes, the, uh, the breath work. Okay, so this is and actually- how did that start? So um, the, so I have a breathwork studio, actually, it's called Lucent Breathwork. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a company, um, my older brother, Sam, and I actually started this business. Um, so it's not quite, it's not a foundation per okay. se, but it's a, yeah, it's business. Um, and uh, he got me into a breathwork practice um, a few years ago when um, I was sort of you know, during the pandemic, when things were a little up in the air and, um, you know, sort of having to deal with things that weren't quite as they normally are. Um, and yeah, I think Mm -hmm. as we all, we all felt, um, and, uh, you know, he, he thought not only just physically as a dancer, you know, to help with, recovery and and athletic performance but you know anxiety or depression or you know all these different things um you know breath work is such an incredible healing modality um to help you know sort of regulate your own nervous system um and he thought that it would be something that would be he's been practicing for quite some time and he thought it would be something that would really help me um and i started to do my own practice. And I thought, oh my goodness, wow, what have I been missing? Mm-hmm. Um, and I I started to sort of learn as much as I could about it. Um, and then I became certified in a few different styles um, and realized that this was something that I should really um, try to share if I could. Um, you know, it, it is a, a natural healing modality that is unbelievably exciting um and uh the the ability to sort of through breath change your physical state mm-hmm. is it changes your physiology changes your physiology and changes mm-hmm. your mood and changes you know you can help alleviate upper respiratory disorders and sleep disorders and you know all these different things and and just by changing the way you breathe or by, you know, changing the way you breathe for a few uh, 20 minutes, you know, and then coming in back into a restful state. It's just so, it's such an incredible healing modality. And um, so we started this breathwork studio called Lucent Breathwork. And, um, you know, we tailor our um, breathwork sessions to um, uh, the client's specific um, needs and mm-hmm. it's just, it's become a really wonderful business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because we breathe in and out all day long. We do. It's true. And most of the time we're shallow breathers mm-hmm. and, and I, I think what you're speaking about is taking a breath in and taking it up maybe all the way down to your toes even Mm-hmm. And maybe not even holding it, like a lot of people want you to hold your breath. I don't know if you teach that, but just relax and let that air out. Water right. and breath are life-sustaining. Mm-hmm. Let yes. us know. Tell us. Yes. No, it's true. And, you know, 
learning to breathe through your nose again and learning mm-hmm. to, you know, just to exactly like we, there are a lot, a, a lot of us are shallow breathers learning to, you know, really breathe from your diaphragm again, learning to sort of relearning how to breathe for health again. It's a, it's a really exciting, um, it's a very exciting field and, um, yeah, I feel lucky to sort of be able to share what we're doing. Mm-hmm. It is really important. There is uh, Dr. Teresa Bullard uh, with Ga- Gaia, mm-hmm. and she teaches um, different things. And one of the things she teaches is breath. And mm-hmm. she teaches breathe in your soul, breathe out your spirit. Oh, interesting. Breathe in your spirit. Breathe out the universe. Oh, my goodness. Breathe in the universe. Breathe out the um, cosmos. And it's it's there on Gaia. And, it, uh, and I have done that practice. And what it does, it just expands your awareness. Because we're so into ourselves mm-hmm. every day. True. You know. And this sort of is, I've tried the technique. I love the technique. I need to actually put it into my uh, normal routine, but it makes you feel that you're bigger than just your body. Mm. Mm, How lovely. Yeah. It's a nice feeling. Do you have, I mean, a lot of people who are so involved that, like you are, do you have a daily practice? I mean, a lot of people uh, think that successful people like you just happens. They don't realize that you started at five years of age. And even before that, you started, you were in gymnastics, you said a couple of years before that. Mm-hmm. even. And did you end up developing a r- ritual in the morning that helped you maintain your level of health and an excitement for what you do. Sure. I mean, I think, yeah, I think it's changed tremendously over the years. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it used to be that every morning I would have, you know, a two hour ballet class and that would be what I did religiously every single morning. Um, Early in the morning? Yeah. 10 o'clock class every, I mean, sometimes when I was younger, it was nine (laughs) o'clock two hour ballet class. Um, Thankfully I don't have to do that anymore. (laughs) It's a little too early for me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, As a professional uh, dancer, I was able to sort of move that and move that back a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, But for the majority of my life, it was 10 o'clock, you know, 10 a.m. to our ballet, hour and a half ballet class, um, and then on to rehearsal or on to the rest of the day. And that would be my setup. Um, later in, in my life, you know, once I was in my 30s, I sort of pared that down a little bit to um, wake up and, you know, sort of do my own sort of conditioning. Um, okay. So I definitely have like my own little conditioning um, thing that I do for about a half an hour every day. Um, that's a little bit of meditation. It's a little bit now it's a lot of breath work, mm-hmm. um, breath uh, work. which is a sort of form of meditation. I've never been been um, able to really meditate. Um, my brain has always been a little too active for that. So breath work is going really, on. 
too much much going on, (laughs) too much going on. And um, breath work is such a wonderful sort of trick for that because you're, you know, within a breath work practice, you're meditating and you don't even know it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're meditating Good. with your tricking yourself into meditating. Right. Which is right. heaven. Yeah, it's heaven. Yeah. So I have a little meditation breath work all in one um, and sort of set myself up for the day as well as some, you know, physical stretching and a little bit of yoga and stuff like that um, to sort of set myself up for the day. And then I have about a list about this long of stuff to do. Yeah, a couple of feet long. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. And if I can get through a quarter of it, I'm good to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people give up. Listen, you've uh, just taught uh, our listeners a really great practice because a lot of people um, or some people may have difficulty meditating and they just give up because they, they say, I just can't do it. I, I mm-hmm. just can't calm my brain. Um, things just keep on, you know, populating my brain mm-hmm. and I can't. So, I mean, to, to do some breathing exercises mm-hmm. and forget about the trying mm-hmm. and just being yeah, and, and focus on doing something else. And it is meditative for sure. A hundred percent. Yeah. You get out of your own way. Yes, yes, exactly. You Which get out is of your like own way. such a gift to get out of your own way, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and a lot of people say, get out of your own way, but you go, how am I in my way? And people yeah. don't know how they're in their way. Right. They have no right. idea. But mm-hmm. that was a really good example mm-hmm. is that to do it a different way. And that's getting out of your way. Right. right. And um, by uh, tricking yourself. That's right. If, if that's what you want to do. Right. Mm. It's it's a lovely sort of way to just clear your head. And, you know, if you want to clear it completely, great and not think about anything where you can also kind of worm something in there to focus on as well, you know. Mm -hmm. Well, I've been really lucky that I meditate and and I follow the round uh, white light and then the light expands and comes back Mm. again. And then it's indigo colors and... (gasps) I've even had some geometric. Wow. Um, so I'm one of these people, and I've been doing it for quite a long time. Wow. Is that I can just go into it really quickly. And um, I can actually feel tender where the, you know, wow. where the third eye is because uh, the focus <clears throat> is, is so strong. Wow. How lucky. Love, it's addicting. It's addicting. Yes. Well, love- of course. And the benefits of meditation, of course, as you know, is uh, calmness mm-hmm. and uh, and your intuition increases. Oh, yeah. You're... Focus, clarity, calmness, intuition, like the, it, the list is just endless. Endless. And yes. the more you do and the more you see how mm-hmm. it changes your life, the more mm-hmm. you want to do it. Yes. And uh, so, yeah, it's really it's uh I've, wow. loved, I've loved the I've, practice I really that's really wonderful Rhonda thank you yeah, yeah. I love the practice and it, it took a long time for me to get to where I am um and lots of times I'll lay down to do a meditation because I like to have a nap after mm-hmm. well, why not you know why not yeah <laughs> you're listening to the Rhonda Grant show right now whose podcast has been treated with digital audio health by my sponsor Symatrex. And I am speaking today with Jessica Radetzky. I, I said that wrong. Can you say your name <laughs> It's Radetzky. 
Radetzky. I can <laughs> say it after you say it. Uh, how may people reach out to you if they wanted to contact you regarding getting involved with what you're the work that you're doing in the hospitals with the children? Yeah, um, that would be lovely. Uh, you can get in touch with us at broadwayhearts.org. Um, you can, uh, there, the email on there, there's a um, form that you can fill out on there, or you can just email us directly through any of the links on there. All roads come to me. <laughs> nice. Very yeah. good. You... And also my personal um, website is jessicaradetsky.com. Okay. Um, and again, all roads come to me <laughs> and, and all my personal insta stuff is on, on that website as well. I'm really glad that you said that because people uh, sometimes are intimidated to reach out to a website because they don't know if it does go to the actual person that they right. want to meet. They don't yeah. know if there's a uh, watchman at the gate sort mm -mm. of thing. No, right? it's all me. And also our um, Instagram is at Broadway Hearts or at Jessica Radetzky. And again, all roads leads to me. Yeah. <laughs> Everything. Everything. <laughs> yeah. Facebook, same thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And do you give any uh, Zoom uh, meets uh, to teach people breath or mm -hmm. how you do? Yep. We're okay, all online. Okay, let us know about that. Yep. Um, same thing on, on my personal website, jessicaradetsky.com. Uh, there's a link for that, but we're also on Instagram and at Lucent Breathwork. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. And so I think... If you could spell your last name, that would also help. Sure. People. It's R-A-D-E-T-S-K-Y. Mm -hmm. Sounds like it's an easy name to say. <laughs> it's not. It's not. Um, <laughs> do you feel that you crafted your journey or do you feel that you have been called to your journey? That's such a good question. Um, I feel... I feel very fortunate that I have been able to do what I've done in my life. Um, I feel that I have had tremendous passion for everything I've done. Wow. And I feel that um, the pull that I've had to towards the things that I've done has been just immense fabulous so you know <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah I feel really lucky mm -hmm. I didn't know if I was ever going to feel something as huge as my love for dancing you know in something else and then Broadway Hearts I Broadway Hearts happened and I love it with every fiber of my being, you know? Um, so, you know, and then I, I just feel like I, it, things keep evolving and I keep loving things. So I feel very lucky. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel that when people step into the true essence of why they've come here, is that this is a type of thing that happens in their life. Yeah. If you embrace it, Right. And, and, you know, you were, you activated your genius, the reason that you came here, right? Mm -hmm. And um, it's just wonderful to see how you've fallen in love with your life. Thank you. I, I appreciate you saying that. It feels, um, if, I mean, I, 
I've, I feel really lucky that the people that I have in my life doing this with me are mm-hmm. as excited about it as I am, you oh, know, yes. and then are along for the ride. So, you know, it all, it all feels really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> what extraordinary discovery have you found? I love this question. Rhonda. <laughs> um, <you> good. <laughs> yeah, this is a really incredible question. Um, so, um, it's also a really hard question. It is hard. It is a really hard question. Yes. Um, I think the extraordinary discovery is, um, so I've, I've spoken already about my family and about my parents, my parents, you know, I have, I'm so lucky with my family. I'm so mm-hmm. incredibly fortunate. Um, my parents learning by example from them and their, and the way they live their lives is, um, such a gift to me. Uh, and, you know, they always were very open to, you know, new experiences and, um, they were always very curious as people, you know, Mm -hmm. they always were incredibly generous. Like their generosity was so profound. Like it, it impacted people in such a profound way. So it was really easy to want to emulate them. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think the gift, um, the, to answer your question is, you know, their, um, their sort of gift to me, like the, the wanting to knowing that I should always be open to experiences, open, keeping my eyes open to something that can happen, something, Mm -hmm. a seed that can be planted here might make this happen. A seed that can be planted here might make that happen. A seed that, you know, like just always something evolving, always something could come from this, always something could come from that, never being, you know, defined by something. And um, they were so incredible at sort of supporting us and everything that we did and um, always saying, letting us know that we could be anything we wanted to be. Um, and what a so, fabulous gift they gave you. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. Like I, it, yeah, mm-hmm. I feel so, so fortunate to, um, you know, have had that kind of an upbringing. And um, so, you know, my whole life, I always sort of had, a, even when I didn't realize it, you know, I sort of, in all the different companies that I have now and all the different Mm -hmm. sort of things that I'm doing, like, you know, this came from that and this came from that and this came from, you know, this uh, experience and that came from that experience. And um, they've all just been one thing from another, one from another, from another. And that's because of my parents, you know, that's because Mm of watching them and, you know, learning from them. So they're, Mm -hmm. they're kind of the, the great gift. Mm-hmm. Well, and 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 listening to you describe that, and how um, your energy changed when you talked about your parents, mm-hmm. and 
and I imagine that's the type of energy that those your parents have and had. And when you live at that vibrational um, frequency, and that was taught to you, whether it, you weren't sat down and said, if you raise your, your vibration to this level, more things are going to open up for you, more things are going to be, yeah, you're going to see more, you're going to, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and I just want to, um, for the listeners, I just want to, if you felt um, the energy uh, from Jessica, um, while she was speaking about <laughs> her parents, if you raised your energy, um, and even in song, song will do this, And when you feel that level of energy in your body, and if you could imagine living from there, being from coming from that level, and also giving from that level, your whole world will open up to you. It's, Mm. it's fantastic. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Thank you, Rhonda. Thank you. That's really special. Thank you. Is there anything uh, that I haven't asked you that you'd really like to tag on the end of this conversation before we wrap up? Oh, my goodness. Um, I would love to say that, um, you know, Broadway Hearts is uh, something that is so incredibly special to me and um obviously it's dedicated to my dad and so it's has such an incredibly deep uh meaning to me and um we're always looking for um collaborators and sponsors and um people to get involved so um please please don't hesitate to reach out yeah Mm -hmm. And Rhonda, thank you so much for having me on the show. Oh, you're welcome. (laughs) This has been been wonderful. (laughs) Yes, it's such a pleasure to have um, you on my show. I love to learn about what other people are doing, what their mission is in life. And I love when people do have a mission. They recognize that they're here to activate their genius. Um, Because as Dr. Joel Bryant said, and he is a man that I have interviewed a couple of times on my podcast, is that we have the capacity for immensity. And a lot of us leave a lot on the table. And some of us leave some on the table. Um, And I feel that you have stepped into your genius. And and by that, you've affected people, got other people involved. and, And it's all about feeling. And, and I know what it felt like to me when I was teaching those children to read and they were learning how to read yeah. because of my approach. Right. And so you're definitely a gift and oh, I've so enjoyed uh, hearing about your journey. Thanks. And uh, yeah, so thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much, Rhonda. You're welcome. My pleasure. Theme song for the Rhonda Grant show, Sun on the Water, is composed and performed by my friend John Park Wheeler. This is Rhonda Grant with the Rhonda Grant show, author of Magical Forces Within, Extraordinary Discoveries in an Ordinary Life, inviting you to look for the magical forces within yourself today and every day. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in to the Rhonda Grant Show with your host, Rhonda Grant. If you would like to find out more information about Rhonda and her upcoming guests and the work that she does, go to her website, rhondagrantauthor.com. That's rhondagrantauthor.com. Digital Audio Health by Cymatrax.